Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad is now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. The trade made official by the team about an hour ago. Here's what we have. The Oilers get Duncan Keith and forward Tim Soderlund from the Blackhawks. The Oilers give up defenseman Caleb Jones and a conditional pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Now, of course, you know a lot about Duncan Keith, and he will be the focus of the discussion tonight. Originally second by uh, taken by Chicago in the second round way back in 2002. He does turn 38 on Friday. He has won three Stanley Cups. He has won some Olympic gold medals, but of course that is in the past. The big question for the Oilers is what can Duncan Keith bring to the team over the final two years of his contract? And it is a pretty hefty price tag for the Oilers. There's no salary retention in this deal. So Keith's cap hit will be slightly over five and a half million dollars per season. Now here are the conditions for the draft pick, it's a third rounder next year in 2022 because the Oilers don't have a third rounder in the draft next weekend, nor do they have a second rounder. So it's a third round pick in 2022. It becomes a second round pick if two things happen in the 2022 playoffs. They both have to happen. The first one is, is that the Oilers have to make the Stanley Cup final. They have to win three rounds. The second condition is that Duncan Keith has to be among the top four Oilers defensemen in total ice time during those first three rounds of the playoffs. So if Duncan Keith is a top four defenseman and the Oilers make the Stanley Cup final next May, June, late May, early June, then it becomes a second rounder. So that's how it breaks down. And this one is going to be very interesting to discuss tonight and I invite you to do so the lines are open 780-496-0063 the hotline presented by certain teed professional grade building materials that's also the number to text you can get me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and of course you can email inside sports at 630ched.com duncan keith is uh, actually still in the process of holding a zoom availability we'll bring you some cuts from that as we move along tonight, Duncan Keith commenting on what he can bring to the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I think a lot of things get said about my age, and uh, and obviously I've had some experience being in the playoffs, and and I certainly want to bring as much to the table as I can in that regard, and uh, and help uh, any of the younger guys out in any way I can. But uh, for me, my mindset uh, going to Edmonton is to be the best player I can be. Because uh, that's what's going to help the team the most is is what I do on the ice, and, and I'm excited for the opportunity and the, the challenge um, that is ahead of me here. Um, I, I want to bring a, a strong work ethic, and I think everything starts from that. 
And Duncan Keith did emphasize during his availability that uh, being closer to his son who lives in Penticton, and that's where Keith was speaking from today, a big part of this. Uh, Duncan Keith saying that, you know, through the pandemic, he went, uh, I believe the longest stretch he said was three months of uh, not seeing his uh, eight-year-old son, Colton. So that's a big reason why he wanted to come west with Edmonton as uh, one of the destinations that was his preference. Uh, I also asked Duncan Keith, uh, so you've, you know, the, the calendar has gone by here. You're turning 38 right away. Have you had to change how you've played or how you've prepared as you've gotten older? Uh, I don't know necessarily if it's changed uh, because of my age. I think it's changed just from experience and uh, learning more uh, on what uh, what allows me to be at my best. So um, the preparation on my part is going to be there. And I will be, I'll be ready to go. Um, you know, I think everybody's different in what they feel they need to do to prepare. And, and uh, I certainly have uh, done a lot of different uh, types of training and, and things like that over the years. So uh, I'm confident that, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be ready to go when, when camp opens up. All right, a little bit from Duncan Keith, and we'll bring you more audio clips from him as we move along tonight. This is uh, this is an interesting one to talk about, for sure. And maybe some of you don't want to hear the word interesting, but I find it interesting, and I'm going to find your reaction interesting, I think, as we move along tonight. I already got somebody on the phone who wants to chime in. And uh, remember, I know there's a lot of emotion involved in this. You can bring the emotion. I also ask for a little bit of uh, reasoning. So, if, you know, give me the why, why you feel a certain way, too, or what you think is going to happen. Here's what I think. I, I think it's a loss for the Oilers in this trade that there there is no salary retention by the Chicago Blackhawks. That that's concern number one. You know, I, I we Stoff and I talked last week. We talked, I think, on uh, Tuesday a lot about Duncan Keith when it was just a possibility. And uh, I certainly hoped there would be some salary retention, and there wasn't. So it's five and a half million dollars, a little over five and a half million dollars per year. Uh, right now, and and look, the team is far from done. We're still like two and a half months from training camp. But right now, Duncan Keith slots in as the uh, second pairing defenseman on the left side on the Oilers. That is better than what Caleb Jones uh, has been able to bring during his tenure with the team. Um, having said that, if to me, if you look at that cap hit, and, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, if you look at that cap hit, Duncan Keith is very likely going to be overpaid for what he brings to the team. Now, I'm not, I know the base, the actual money salary is less. That's fine. To me, that's, you know, for the owners and the accountants to work out. His cap hit is, his cap hit is 5.538. So, you know, is that preferably what you want to pay a second pairing defenseman? I would say no. Is that preferably what you want to pay a 38-year-old defenseman, even though if he has an excellent pedigree? I would say no. There's no doubt from every, you know, everybody I've talked to and, and things that we've seen that obviously Duncan Keith is on the decline. Is he on the decline to the level that he totally can't play in the NHL? I don't think so. I, I think it's very likely uh, Duncan Keith is going to be a competent player for the Edmonton Oilers. Do I think he's going to be an excellent player for the Edmonton Oilers? I don't think so. I, I mean, hopefully he can come in and fill that role. So, you know, to me, what's the ceiling for this trade for Edmonton? I don't think the ceiling is, is that it can be a great trade. Can it be a good trade? That's probably the ceiling. In terms of what the Oilers gave up, 
didn't look like Caleb Jones was able to get the traction that he or the team would have liked over the past couple of years. The uh, draft pick, okay, if it becomes a second rounder, more valuable than the third. Here's how I read the negotiations here. The Chicago Blackhawks clearly wanted more than Caleb Jones and a conditional third-round pick. And the Edmonton Oilers clearly, in my mind, would have preferred that Chicago retain some money in this deal. And it appears to me that's where the two general managers drew their lines in the sand. That Ken Holland said, no Philip Broberg, no Evan Bouchard, no Tyler Benson, no Ryan McLeod, no Ethan Bear, no whoever. So it became Caleb Jones on a third. I mean, we talked last week about it maybe being Jones and Benson. It turns out it's Jones and a conditional third. And I think Stan Bowman said, well, if you're trading me your seventh or eighth defenseman, I sure as heck ain't retaining any money. If you're not giving me a guy that I'm sure who can play in the NHL. That is my read on it. 780-496-0063. Chris from Phoenix is on the line. Chris, go ahead. Hey, can you uh, hear me, reader? Yeah, go ahead. Are you there? Yes. Hey, uh, I just want to say uh, one thing before I start. Uh, I am so happy to hear that uh, the city of Edmonton is still there. Uh, I thought that for sure that uh, when this deal went down, that uh, a nuclear warhead would have went off in uh, downtown Edmonton and everybody would have been dead because of, uh, of all the Twitter and all the negativity. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save some negativity for the end. Uh, for one, when Holland got hired, I always said from the beginning, I give this man the benefit of the doubt because the man is a Hall of Fame GM. He knows what it takes to win. He was a good he was a good pro scout for the Detroit Red Wings. He was a very good GM for the Detroit Red Wings. And he brought in players to win, and he kept that he kept that franchise uh, entering the playoffs for whatever, like 20, 22 of twenty five years or whatever it was. So there's that. Uh, the question I have for you is, is Duncan Keith better than Caleb Jones? The answer is yes. Is Duncan Keith right now better than Oscar Clefbaum? That's the question. If, well, if, if, if we can Clefbaum might not play, so on that alone, I think you'd have to say I'm, yes. That's what, well, that's what I'm getting at. So even even at a even at a, a healthy Clefbaum, let's just say that Clefbaum was, was 85% because, let, let's face it, by all accounts, his shoulder – is, is in dire straits right now. So an 85% cleft bomb, is he better or equal to Duncan Keith? And if the answer is yes, then this is, this is at, 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 very bad, at, at, at the worst case scenario, uh, kind of like, a, like an even trade. Because we're going we're gonna to put cleft bomb more than likely on the PIR, which is yeah. going to free up whatever the four-point-something mill that, that he's making, and then adding to that the 850000 that we're getting uh, uh, for, for the uh, – the Jones deal, so it's equally so it's essentially a so it's essentially a wash for a player. But let's not get this let's, not, let's get this straight. He is not going to play over twenty minutes. He is going to play in, in, in the average of probably eighteen to nineteen minutes, with probably softer minutes than you're going to see Nurse play. Because let's face it, right now our top left shot defenseman, right now our number one defenseman is is the is the workhorse called Darnell Nurse. And he is—he played that this year. He played it very well. And, and I'm not even going to go on the uh, the rant of why he didn't get uh, more Norris love because the guy deserved way more Norris love. So right now, I think we're a better team. Are we 
Did we want to retain salary? Yes, I would have loved to retain salary, but let's face it, we did not lose any of our top prospects. This this player is going to be a stopgap defenseman. A stopgap defenseman to, to, to wait until Samarukov or Broberg are able to come in and play full-time minutes. And let's face it, right now, I'm willing to bet that Samarukov and Broberg are better and have a higher ceiling than Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones on a, a good NHL team is more than likely a, a six to eight, six to seven demon. And we had him in, in our third pairing and he couldn't find any traction. I, I love the kid. He's got all the tools. Let's hope that he, you know, he proves us all wrong. But at the same time, I am willing to give Kenny Holland the benefit of the doubt because this, this isn't over yet. And I will come back this time next year, and we'll all come back and revisit this and see where we're at. And that's all I have, and let's go Oilers. Yeah, well, sure, this is going to be revisited <laughs> a lot. I think it'll be one of the big discussion points for the summer is projecting how Duncan Keith is going to play. And I think that would be my other question to, to those of you listening tonight. I, I mean, we can talk ourselves all night, and we're going to, about th- this trade. What do you think? Would, would have you done it? And again, I explained what I believe sort of the parameters of the deal were for both general managers. And probably I would guess some of you are saying that if you're Ken Holland, you just would have walked away and said, if there's no retention, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And and that's fair. If you would have done that, the actual GM of the team decided differently. Um, but here's my other question to you. Let's not even look ahead to the playoffs. Let's not look to next April and May and think about the conditional pick in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, that's so far away right now. Let's look six months ahead. Like, on December 31st, what has to have happened with Duncan Keith through about 40 games of the season for you to think, okay, it's not a disaster, or it's okay? That would that would be my other question, because it's fine to be upset or elated on July 12th, but we haven't seen the guy play a game in Oilers' colors. So, you know, imagine around after Christmas... What would you have needed to see from Keith? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To think, all right, uh, I can live with it or I can at least give it a slight passing grade. That would be my other question. All right, Calvin in Red Deer writes in. He says, for Duncan Keith to be a success, the Oilers' goals against will have to go down and the Oilers will need to win two playoff rounds. Brad says, Reed, people have to stop saying after Nurse, what do the Oilers have for $5.5 million or preferably $4.5 million? There are many other players that are less risky available well brad I, I think you make a really good point and to me that's sort of the crux of the argument is what is keith being paid and could have the oilers and look they're still obviously going to acquire other players the summer's not done but could have they used that money elsewhere specifically i suppose on the blue line since we're talking about a defenseman and and so that's to me that's the risk in this trade is is if duncan keith's play drops off and 
he's being paid a million and a half dollars, you say, well, that sucks, but he's only making a million and a half dollars. If his pay drops off at five and a half, that's that's much harder to swallow. I guess either way, it's a, it's a hole in the roster, but you know the value assigned to the player uh, does make a difference. Yakushev says the Keith deal is not a good deal, and the terms are even dumber. Who makes deals like this? Keith has won three Stanley Cups. His best days are behind him, and he's looking for a place to retire. Are the Oilers going to win the Cup in the two years Keith is on the team? I think not. Stop looking to the past and sign players who are going to be a future piece of a Stanley Cup team. If he's being signed for leadership, then that says something else about the core of the team now. If the Oilers want to get rid of a Jones, then they should have went after another one by the name of Seth. That is uh, from Yakushev. Look, I'll, I'll also say this, and you guys know I've been harping on this the last two or three months. Ultimately, and look, there are things the Oilers have to round out. But as we've seen time and time again, time and time again, Goaltending, National Goaltending League. So if Keith plays awesome and the Oilers don't get goaltending that's close to or at the same level as last year, it won't really matter. If Keith doesn't play very well, but the Oilers have a goalie, whether it's Smith or whoever, that has an awesome season, it's going to cover up a lot of those mistakes and the orders will do better. A lot of it is going to come down to that. Okay. 780-496-0063. Roberts is on the line. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, Reed. How are you doing? Good. Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess, uh, I guess I'll start with this on the, the Keith trade. Personally, I like the trade. Here's why. I say, I say, I think Keith, Keith is it. I think he's got the he's got the pedigree. He knows how to win. He's won the he's won those three cups. So I mean, like I think I think he's an upgrade from a from a. I think he's an upgrade from a Caleb Jones for one and for two. Assuming Clefbaum doesn't come back, we need we need somebody on the left side. I think I think Keith. I think he can help the Oilers there. My second point. My second point is is very is uh, going on uh, going on what she said. Well, you know, like what has to is going on. You know, like uh, like you said, of uh, you know, like well, what has to happen by New Year's for that not to be classified a disaster? Well, I mean, well, I don't think I don't think anybody expects expects Keith is going to get is going to come in here and put up forty five to fifty points next year. I think as long as he comes in here, you know, you know, like I think as long as he comes in and he and he he's productive, like if he if he puts up 35 to 40 points, and as long as he's not minus 20, minus 25, I think the Oilers will be fine. All right, thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is uh, how you can get in by calling or texting. I'll tell you what. Uh, we have Dino on the line. Dino, uh, Dino, do you want to go now or do you want to go after the news? Because I I only got about a minute here. It's your call. I'll tell you what. Uh, do we have Dino on the line? Dino, you got to turn your radio down. 
I don't know if we have him. Okay, well, we'll try to connect with him after the news. Do you know if you're out there, call back 780-496-0063. Uh, another Dean on the text line says, I think Duncan Keith will fit in on the power play as well as a second-pairing defenseman. Another texter says, I'm fine with the trade. Jones was barely playing. Keith will play, and hopefully decently enough. Controversy Hal says, can Duncan Keith skate? Well, I think that's, uh, I mean, I, I know sorry, controversy, hell, you're probably being a little bit sarcastic, but I do think that's a fair question. Can he move and defend the rush as uh, as well as he could have as a younger player? I think that, I, I, you know, when we talk about, okay, Duncan Keith is declining a little bit. Look, I still, he's a pro athlete. He's He's going to be in shape. He's going to be intelligent, but as we know, the league gets faster and faster and eventually father time catches up with everybody. And I I would put that in the question mark bucket for Duncan Keith. How well is he going to defend the rush? I I do think whether that's, you know, specifically his skating ability or not, but to me, that that's a question. How is Duncan Keith going to be when Nathan McKinnon or Johnny Goudreau or, you know, Austin Matthews or whoever is bearing down on him? Fair question for sure. Okay, 780-496-0063. More from uh, Duncan Keith and more from you inside Sports on Chet. All right, for the full details of the trade, the Oilers get Duncan Keith... And 23-year-old Tim Soderland from the Chicago Blackhawks. He's uh, been in the AHL. I I don't know much about him. I don't really know if he's ever going to make the NHL. And the Oilers give up Caleb Jones and a conditional pick in 2022. It's a third rounder. The conditions are if the Oilers win three rounds in next year's playoffs and Duncan Keith is in the top four in defenseman total ice time, in those three rounds of the playoffs, it becomes a second round pick in 2022. So, I mean, pretty likely a third rounder, unless the Oilers make the Stanley cup final, in which case uh, you'll probably be all too busy partying to care that the condition of the trade has uh, clicked in. So there's a couple of big ifs. So they get Duncan Keith who turns 38 on Friday. And of course that is the centerpiece of the discussion tonight. Duncan Keith held the zoom availability just before six o'clock, he was asked on whether he'd benefit from having a veteran D partner. Yeah, I think using my my speed and my quickness to close in on players is something, uh, uh, you know, part of my game. Where, uh, you know, I think uh, that, that's always been my game is is being trying to be quick and, and close in on guys, having a good gap. All the things that we, you know, players and, and coaches talk about as far as playing good defense, um, and uh, you know, when it comes to a partner, I think uh, there's, there's, you know, wh- whoever my partner is, whatever situation I'm in, it doesn't matter. I have to be at my best, and and uh, I look to keep on trying to get better. And uh, I certainly think it helps your game if if you're with uh, a, a partner or a line mate where. Um, there's a lot of trust there. And if you have that trust in knowing the play and what's going to be made, um, it can it can allow you to play a little more freely and, and play your game where you're not second-guessing anything or hesitating. 
Rick in the park writes in. He says, I like the player. He won't show his true value until the playoffs. The issue is we had the hammer and didn't use it. We made the trade before the expansion draft. Where else was Chicago going to send him? Now we lose two prospects because Jones is gone. Plus, we will probably lose Tyler Benson's salary needed to be retained. That is from Rick in the park. Another texture says, I love the trade. We all know he has two years left. I think the desire to play and win with this team will be a factor. And Aaron says, I like the player, not the cap hit. Just wonder why the Oilers always have to overpay when reports in Chicago where the Oilers had the hammer team-wise and should have had a pick our way as we are helping them make cap room to go after Hamilton or Seth Jones. That is from Aaron, 780-496-0063. Also, the number to call. Okay, let's try again with uh, Dino here. Dino, go ahead. Hey, Ray, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Nice to hear from you. Thanks. Um, yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to uh, comment. Uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this trade with Keith because there's a couple of things that concerns me. Uh, you know, the future. Like for example, um, you still have to resign Nurse, and you still have to resign Larson, and then they're, and then they're probably looking, you know, for a starting goalie as well. Mm-hmm. So with the full cap space, my 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 understanding is. Don't they need, uh, you know, that cap base to re-sign all these guys for the future? And shouldn't they have focused more on the forward uh, depth, you know, top six forward, you know, to support guys like McDavid, Drysdale, and Nuge? Well, yeah, I think you nailed down, Dino. I don't really know if I can add much to it because I think you have nailed down some of the concerns about the deal. Is I mean, basically, to me, it's it's what Keith is making. That's That's the concern. And I do think... Even if he plays quite well, he's probably still going to be overpaid, even if he has a really good season. So then if he doesn't play well or plays poorly, then the discussion on this show and other shows is going to be, holy crap, what could have we had for that money? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense, like, to, to, to an extent. Because uh, the, other, the other issue is, like, what if, like, you know, Cliff Bomb, you know, um, comes back fully healthy, right? That's going to, like, affect the cap base, you know, from there as well. I think that that's probably a big if at this point, but you're right. That that would affect the cap space for sure. Dino, I appreciate it, Matt. It's nice to hear from you. Yeah, thanks. That's Dino, 780-496-0063. We also have Penny on the line. Hi, Penny. Thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Uh, it's Penny, like the old school Penny that they don't make anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my thing on the trade was I love Duncan Keith. Love is like aggression. Um, and the three people that I don't think we're talking about here are Leon, Connor, and Darnell. I think they are all just loving life right now, wherever part of the world they're in right now, just realizing they have a legit top four defenseman now on the team. So I'm not too worried about the 5.5 cap hit because he's only owed $3 million in real dollars. Well, yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine that the key players on the team probably were consulted for their opinions on Duncan Keith before this was made. I think it's Ken Holland's final call, but I think when you make a significant move, it might help to find out some of the employees uh, how some of the employees feel. So what? Okay, so you're feeling good about it, but what concerns you about the team? Then is it other defense? Is it goaltending? What, what would your concern be then? still the goaltending and the forward, but this was one of the major uh, 
the major pieces that uh, Ken Holland had to do this summer. And I think all of us around Edmonton who are Oilers fans know that this is a very important summer for the Oilers with all their cap space. But that's where we get back to Keith at 5.5. I think if things don't go well this year, you could see if he'll move his no move to go to Vancouver. Vancouver takes him next year. But then we still you buy out James Neal too, and then that brings us back over north of $20 million. So that easily gives us our top six uh, winger. Maybe even uh, Sod reunites with Keith here in good old oil country. And I hopefully we can get Gregor or Elvis for four or something. And I I believe in I believe in Kenny Holland and he's just he's pulling the Chelios uh, thing here with Keith too, like he did in yeah. Detroit. So so I believe in it. I think we'll definitely be pushing two rounds, if not three, this upcoming year. All right. Well, I hope you're right, Penny. And sorry if I said your name right. It's Penny with a P, right? Uh, pennies. I got into a poker game with $20 worth of pennies read. Oh. So I got the, I got the nickname <laughs> Pennies. So that's how that is. <laughs> okay, I got you. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Seven eight. That's quite a story. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Yeah, I mean, I think what the the sense I'm getting is that nobody uh, dislikes Duncan Keith, and, and I doubt anybody doubts that he's gonna play his butt off if he can. Um, but again. If, if he doesn't play great or if he's a little less than what you would expect, are we going to be sitting here in seven or eight months bemoaning where that money could have been spent? 780-496-0063. Daniel's on the line as well. Hey, Daniel, go ahead. Hey, Reed, I'll try and be quick. Just a few quick points I'd like to point out is, uh, you know, here we got some pedigree and a guy in Keith. and Yeah, it's a lot of money, but people forget, you know, we can offer that money to free agents and they still have to be willing to come here to play. You know, even, even if somehow we could say to Columbus, Hey, we'll give you dry cycle for Jones. Jones still has to approve that. And the chances of that happening are very slim. So, you know, people say the money is the money, but the money shouldn't concern us. Kenny Holland just traded non-roster players for a defenseman that's going to play. I mean, hey, it made our team better today than it was yesterday. Tell me if okay. I'm wrong. Uh, well, yeah, I do think Duncan Keith is is a better player than Caleb Jones. And hopefully he he plays that way in the upcoming season. I mean, I mean again, that's why I'm saying December, January, February, we'll, we'll really know. Golden Eagle writes in, says, I admit I wasn't in support of this Keith deal last month, but the more I researched and read and remembered, Duncan Keith beat the butts out of us in the first round of the playoffs, and we had two of the best players in the world. We also still don't have Larson signed, so if uh, Larson doesn't get extended and wants to be on the market, then the Keith deal suddenly becomes brilliant. I'm excited for opening night. Now go get a sniper and a number one starter. Uh, Ramorn, I think that's your name on the text line, says, remember, everyone said that Mike Smith was washed up last year. Well, he had a good year. Has to do it again, though. That's Again, that's still my, my biggest concern. Uh, 
780-496-0063. Scott is on the line. Hey, Scott, go ahead. Hi, Reid. Uh, just want to say that I'm totally stoked. Duncan Keith is going to make a lot of people eat their words. That I can guarantee you. And I another, last time I called in, uh, Reed was the last game of the season. And some guy called in. I don't know if you guys talked about this lately or not. And he said, Duncan, I have insider information. Yes, Adam. Duncan. I played that tape last week. I played it last okay. week. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that guy? I, I don't know who he is. I don't think I've ever heard from him again. He said he was Adam and that he was from Red Deer. And it was like 2 in the morning, man. Right. Because you guys were on late because it was the last game of the season. It was a late game anyways. Yes. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Duncan Keith is an absolute beast. He, he Reed, I heard you today on, on Stoffer, and I'm listening to you a little bit today. You, you are very on the fence. He's going to make you eat your words, man, and then you're going to love it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah that's, 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 that's I don't have a problem with that. Awesome. I, I do hope he does. I do hope he does well. I, again, I'm just voicing what my concerns are about the deal. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the deal. You know what? Of course, everybody would like him. Uh, you know, to I think Holland could have waited a little longer. Maybe got them to eat 1.4 million, make it a four million dollars, whatever. Um, I don't. I don't think anybody else was coming up to. Um, you know, like had the we have to offer. But I think, uh, yeah, I think if he waited a little bit, I think we could have got some of that salary. But it is what it is, Reed. And he is going to be a beast in Edmonton this year. I can't wait till the New Jersey come out because I'm getting a number two with Keith on the back. Okay, well, I think number two is retired, is it not? Fogle <laughs> it. Yeah, isn't is that? Uh, oh no, Al Hamilton's three is retired. Sorry, two is not retired. Yeah. Man, I get my numbers that. mixed up. <laughs> All right. That was Fogelin who wore number. Oh, Sekra wore number two as well. Okay. Uh, Al Hamilton's number three is retired. Pardon my mix up on the retired numbers. That's unforgivable because they're, they're uh, staring me in the face at the raft, uh, the rafters every game. We're up in the press box. Anyway, uh, Mike is up next on the phone line. Mike, I don't know if your number is retired anywhere, but thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, never got there. So, no, I enjoy the show, Reed. Uh, I think I kind of was thinking as you're talking here, if uh, Tyson Berry had a two-year contract last year as a better number, I wonder if this deal would have happened. But in saying that, I think this is good to get uh, Keith. I think he'll be a great asset. And uh, uh, so I'm just kind of, I think it's good. So, all right, so you think he's he's going to do fine, second pair, 18 to 20 minutes, kill some penalties, you're confident he can handle that? You betcha, and just, uh, and you know, some of the younger defensemen too, same old story, just give him a little bit of some leadership and, and get Broberg and, and these other young defensemen, just uh, show him what it takes to win too. I think that is, uh, like a, a, you know, like what Chelios did, and uh, I just, uh, so you can stay healthy, that's good. So, you okay. Bet. Thanks, okay, Mike. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's get uh, Bob on the open line as well. Bob, thanks a lot for calling. You're on. How you How you doing? Doing well. There was a time when Holland was in Detroit, and he said he'd spend his money on defense and not the goalie to win. 
and he won with Osgood that year, and Osgood was in the decline. If I'm not mistaken, he was a minimum paid player, if not much more. Maybe that's the theory he's going to take again and load up his defense. Keith is mean. Edmonton is not a mean team. They need a mean player that can play minutes. And I think they got one. Well, thanks, but I would agree with you that Keith brings an element of uh, of nastiness and chippiness that the Oilers are lacking. I, I would totally agree with that. Let's quickly get a clip here. Ken Holland is uh, holding a media availability, and David Bowles is cutting that on the fly for me. So I appreciate that. And uh, Ken Holland commenting on the criticism of the deal. There's a give and a take, and the, the deal has to work for both teams. So you can sit on the sidelines and analyze – the deal, I got to make a deal. I got to try to do something to make our team better. And I believe I made our team better today because we've got a legitimate top four defenseman. Okay, that was just a quick from there from Ken Holland, and we'll get to more cuts as we move along. Robert, a.k.a. Jet Solver, says, I fail to see how any five, uh, or pardon me, I read that wrong. I fail to see how $5.5 million dollars of any defenseman is going to help the lack of top-shelf goaltender. Oilers already have the two most prolific scorers. A timely save consistently might make that count. Well, yeah, and again, I, I've beaten a dead horse talking about goaltending, and probably I've, I've been stronger on the importance of goaltender over the last two and a half months since the playoffs started. So... I mean, that, that's a, to me, a bigger question is not how is Duncan Keith going to play, though that is a question. To me, the question is, can Mike Smith repeat the season he just had or come close to it or whoever the goaltender is? Okay, we got to call, uh, call a quick timeout. More with Ken Holland, more clips from Duncan Keith, and, of course, more from you, Inside Sports on Chet. The teams that, that, that go on playoff runs and that are good, and you, we just watched this past week, and you look at the veteran players and the impact that they have uh, on those teams, I think it's because of their experience. Uh, and, 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 uh, um, and certainly that's, that's the hope. That's the belief that uh, what Duncan's going to do for the Edmonton Oilers. All right, a little bit there from Ken Holland, who is, uh, I think it's just wrapping up, holding a Zoom availability after the Oilers acquire Duncan Keith from the Chicago Blackhawks. Also of note, Mark Spector has just posted on Twitter that Ken Holland had a Zoom call with Oscar Clefbaum this morning. And here's the quote that Mark has posted. The chances of Oscar Clefbaum playing in the NHL in 2021-22 are very slim. So that is the latest on Oscar Clefbaum, that it is very slim he will play in the NHL this coming season, which I think we had an indication of. And uh, now we've heard it for sure from the general manager of the team. So something else to remember. We have Keefe, who has taken the time to write in a... uh, Lengthy and thoughtful text, which I will now read. 780-496-0063 is the number if you don't already know that. Uh, Keith says, everyone is forgetting that we just went through a pandemic that was very hard on people who haven't been able to see their families. And we need to understand that we don't know how that affected Duncan Keith over the last two seasons where his numbers dipped. That said, it's Duncan Keith, perennial all-star, Conn Smythe winner, Norris winner, and more. How many players in the league fit that bill? and uh, are still be able and 
they're still able to be productive with younger players. Frankly, Caleb Jones would have been taken by Seattle. So we really gave up a third rounder and possibly whoever then the crack and take Keith is the real deal. He can skate hit as well and defend, defend the blue line. One more thing. I'm sure there's a guy in the league named Chara that has played well into his forties. And I do believe that Keith can be a player at 40. And uh, Keith says, good move for Keith and the Oilers. Our team has just gotten better. Yeah, I think I would be, if there was one thing about Keith's game that I would be concerned about and I'd be paying extra attention to, it would probably be his skating and, like I said, defending the rush and preventing easy entries at the blue line. That would be my question mark. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't doubt his professionalism and his meanness and, and all that kind of stuff, but you still you still need him to be able to defend the blue line and, and uh, do things like that. Brandon from Windsor says, uh, any love for Adam and Red Deer? Yeah, we gave Adam and Red Deer some love already on this show, and we played his clip last week when we were talking about this. I don't know who Adam is. I don't think he's ever called before or since, but he indicated on the final edition of Overtime Open Line about 2 a.m. on May, I guess it would have been May 25th by then because the game started on May 24th, ended around midnight, and Rob and I went till 2.30 in the morning on the 25th. This uh, gentleman named Adam from Red Deer called in and suggested that Keith had a family situation that may lead him to asking to be moved to Western Canada. So there you have it. Duncan Keith says, uh, yeah, he still plays with a chip on his shoulder. I think uh, I'm a competitive guy. Um, you know, so while I'm competing, I want to, I want to be at my best. And I think, uh, you know, in Edmonton, it's it's going to be a competitive environment, and uh, I'm going to do everything I can to, like I said earlier, earn the respect of my teammates, my new teammates, and, and the coaching staff and the organization, but also the people in uh, in Northern Alberta. Um, you know, I know that they want uh, their passionate fan base, and they want to they want the team to be successful, and I'm well aware of that. So. I'm from Canada. I'm, I'm, I grew up in Canada. I, uh, I understand, and, and uh, I'm excited to, to be going to, to Canada and, and uh, being in, in that type of situation with that type of pressure. And, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see when we get on the ice uh, how everything shakes out. All right, that is Duncan Keith now of the Edmonton Oilers. We'll continue discussing this. Troy Murray's going to hop on the show. Between 7.30 and 8, analyst for the Chicago Blackhawks. It'll be cool to get his take. More from you, and Dave Campbell will join me in the next half hour. Inside Sports on Chad. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.